GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live. To this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast, I am LPJ, and I am so happy we're doing it, guys. You could hear from the music at the beginning. We're finally doing it. Transformers the movie, and I couldn't, I couldn't just have guests on. We got to have a roundtable. This is a roundtable style movie. Uh, Hovercraft Joe is obviously here as the uh, you know permanent guest that we have. Um, and then we've also got a, a round table of experts and uh, maybe some people who aren't quite experts. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we got Chops. Hey, hey. We've got Craig. Uh, happy to be back. Good. And we've got AJ. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, Joe, take it away. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Now, now I got to do the actual yeah, work of the, the podcast. Um, yeah, as LPJ mentioned, we're, we're talking about Transformers, the movie, um, which I think is an episode that you've wanted to do since, I don't know, you started the podcast. Yeah, it was like, I don't know if it was the first movie I added to the list, but it was up there like within the first like three or four that I put on there. Um, and then after the disaster of G.I. Joe, the movie, you're like, I got to wait till Sphinx well, is out of here to cover this. Whoa, it wasn't a disaster. Well. He was the disaster. Yes. The movie's great. Well, yeah, no. I mean, the original, my original thought for not doing this movie was I wanted to wait until we had a few under our belt. And then we did the G.I. Joe movie, and I realized there's no possible way I could do this movie with Sphinx on the episode. Um, <laughs> so it just True. took us a while. And then I mentioned that we wanted to do it, and then people were jumping out of the woodwork finally to say, hey, I want to be a guest on the show to do Transformers the movie. And so it just took a while for me to sort of lock in on who I wanted to be on the show, when I wanted to do it and when the right time was to do it. And it just kind of all coalesced to today. So, well, and just circling back real quick, um, when we do eventually do the, do, do our last action redos, when we redo movies, uh, we might be redoing the G.I. Joe one because I didn't get to talk about it and I love it. Uh, um, what do we will be redoing the G.I. Joe movie? I mean, I feel like oh. not not that long ago I saw it in theaters with you guys. So um, anyways, okay. So this movie, Transformers the movie, is released on August 8th, 1986. Um, let's just start with you, Chops. Where, where are you at with this movie? What's your background? Uh, 1986, let's see. I was probably in gestation, maybe, um, <laughs> or maybe not even a surprise yet. I don't know. Um, August of '86? No, you were uh, not no, even. No. You were uh, nowhere was, near being being no, even was, conceived. 
Nope, nope, I wasn't. Um, okay, so with me in this movie, it's a bit... So the other day, we were talking about our earliest memories in childhood, and we all know my history with memory. It's very fuzzy. So <laughs> I don't... To me, this movie has always existed in my life. Um, we had the VHS of this, right, LPJ? Uh, um, debatable. Like, I gotta... I We did, but I don't think it was a very good copy of it. I don't I, so I don't remember when the first time I saw this was, but I know it was LPJ that of course introduced it to me. I know I've seen it in the theater on like re-releases. He I've seen it countless times as a child. Um usually paired on a double feature with G.I. Joe, the animated movie. Which I didn't know until doing research is they were like developing those two, making them at the same time. Yeah. Actually, they're not only making them at the same time, G.I. Joe the movie was supposed to come out first. And then they had some kind of delay with it and ended up releasing this one first in theaters. And that's why the, the people were so mad about them killing Optimus Prime. They're like, yeah, Duke's not dead. He's just in a coma. Yep. <laughs> exactly. He's going to pull through. Well, not only that, <laughs> they didn't even release G.I. Joe the movie in theaters because of that. Like they went back, they 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 changed the dialogue with Duke, and then decided just to go straight to DVD release, just just a straight to home video release for it. Uh, okay, uh, AJ, what about you? You in this movie? Uh, minimal experience <laughs> with Transformers as a whole. I like that in um our friend group, or at least as involved as I am with the friend group. I feel like there's some gaps in the ages. And I feel like generationally there might be like Transformers people or G.I. Joe people. I think um, for me, maybe more like Power Rangers would have been my thing when I was growing up. I had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on stage, which I know a lot of people did. I feel like I missed out on the Transformers stuff and the G.I. Joe stuff, though. Like, I feel like I just missed it. So, yeah, extremely limited um, knowledge of Transformers. But I'm, I'm excited to be here um, for this episode, and I'm excited to learn more about Transformers with you guys. And like like LPJ said, we have experts here, so I'm excited this, to learn. This is your first viewing of the movie, correct? Yeah, and um, I, I think from the minimal research I did, did we call it like G1, like Generation 1, or is this not G1? This G1. Okay, so this would be my first experience with G1 at all. Okay. Nice. Like my experience with Transformers would have been like maybe even like going to the theater and seeing Shia. Yeah. For the first Michael Bay one, that might have been my intro. Uh, no, which, like Beast, Beast Wars. So I would have watched Beast Wars as a kid, but then there would have been a huge gap, and then like the Michael Bay movies. Um, So yeah, this is my first time with G1, or like the classics. Uh, Quick plug, go back and listen to our episode on the original Michael Bay Transformers. Uh, Craig, what about you? Uh, So, first off, uh, I have a question. (laughs) Uh, To make this podcast PG, we get the D word and the S word. Do I get the S word? <laughs> oh, this podcast is is not PG. Oh shit, that's awesome. <laughs> now, now at this point, there's one more use of a D word. No, then then there's no more swearing. <laughs> All right, so Chaps, go ahead, say dildo. <laughs> Danish. <laughs> so, I, I was always into Transformers as a kid. And whereas uh, AJ didn't get into Transformers and G.I. Joe, that was my jam as a kid. Uh, that was the the series that I was most into. Uh, and so Transformers the movie was a huge deal to me. I don't have memories of seeing it in theaters, 
but you know i was like two years old when it hit theaters so like i there's a good chance i wasn't taken you know my mom wouldn't have cared enough to take a two-year-old to see that damn movie <laughs> oh sorry i wasted it and uh <laughs> Shit. And so, uh, I, but we did have a uh, a bootleg VHS, and I don't know if it was recorded from regular TV or a movie channel. Uh, I don't know where my mom got a hold of this for me, but I watched it over and over and over as a kid to the point where even as a kid, and even now, I can probably recite most of the movie, at least up to the Battle of Autobot City, because I just would rewind I would just, I, like, the rest of the movie, I was like, ah, it's fine, it's cool. But I would just rewind and watch the Battle of Autobot City over and over and over again, like a little maniac. And uh, shout out to my little sister, uh, because the first time in my life I truly hated my little sister was when she taped over <laughs> that, because I had told her I was going to school, and she was hadn't gone to school yet and i was like oh man i wish i could stay home and watch richie rich with you but oh well i can't and my sister took that as my big brother needs to watch richie rich <laughs> and so she put my transformers in recorded and just taped over the battle of autobot city with an episode of friggin richie rich uh... and i was so sad it it was actually years before uh we got a hold of uh like an official copy uh weirdly enough crazy grandma shirley uh bought it for me at Gibraltar Trade Center. Huh. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. it was a legit copy then. Well, it's debatable, <laughs> I suppose, because it was there. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm super into this movie, and the very notion that you plugged the Michael Bay movie for your podcast sickens and disgusts <laughs> me. Yeah, that's that's horse crap. Um, uh, as far as uh, I'm saving LVJ for last because I feel like he's like getting ready for a monologue. Uh, uh, my background is like, I mean, I, I'm a child of the 80s, so I obviously Transformers and G.I. Joe were huge, huge uh, for me. I, I think I was always more of a G.I. Joe guy than a Transformers, but I, I mean, I love the Transformers. I definitely remember seeing this in the theaters. I don't have like vivid memories of it, but I feel like I kind of like this is one that I kind of lost touch i mean i've seen this one multiple times but like i've seen gi joe the movie so many more times than this where it's like you're talking about like reciting lines and stuff that's me with gi joe the movie where this like it, it had been a uh, at least a decade since i had watched this and and kind of got into it you know uh, but i still remembered quite a bit of it uh i did um uh, uh, thanks to AJ uh, finding it, I did just watch a completely downloaded copy of it on YouTube, uh, which made it handy because I don't own my own copy of it. Uh, and I will swing it over to you, uh, LPJ. All right. Um, I am fairly certain I saw this in the theaters. I don't remember seeing it in the theaters, but I, I'm fairly certain I did. Um, the next time I saw it, though, we would have rented it you know, at some point and watched it. Um, and I had a used copy of it on VHS. Um, but I do remember like one of the next times I watched it after seeing it in the theaters is they would show it uh, in parts as episodes of the TV show. So they would break it up into usually five episodes. And um, and that's really the that's really kind of the beginning of when I would watch it. Is, is they would show it as reruns in the summer and you'd be able to watch the movie in parts. And then they'd pick it up with season three, which is what takes place right after this, which actually I was just watching that before we were recording tonight as uh, the first episode of season three. Um, 
But I didn't actually own a really decent copy of it until uh, I bought one on. Uh, it was it was really early on when when people started getting the internet. So like ninety seven ish, ninety eight ish when high speed started coming along, and people started selling more things online. I bought a Canadian copy of it um, because the the American version was out of print for a while. You couldn't buy a VHS copy of it. It was out of print. Uh, so I bought a Canadian copy of it, and it had all of the restored swear words in it. Because uh, originally, the American copy, they didn't, they cut them all out, except for when Ultra Magnus says, damn it. Um, but they cut everything else out, and some other things as well for the American release. But the Canadian release had everything in it. Go ahead. Uh, so, LPJ, uh, with that Canadian release, is it is it kind of weird to you that Megatron doesn't turn into the, the Walther, you know, P99 or whatever? He turns into a moose? It was very strange. It was weird, and everyone was drinking Tim Hortons. It was very strange. Like they weren't. It wasn't. It wasn't Energon. Everyone was after Tim Hortons, and uh, and Tim Bits. It was really. It was really crazy. Uh, but the box art for the one that I got was cool. It was like one of those. Remember the Disney uh, VHSs where there was like the big kind of soft. This is what this was. It was a big soft kind of case for it, and it had different art than what you'd see on anything else. So it was a cool copy to have. Um, but I've seen it a million times after that because I eventually bought a DVD copy, then the regular Blu-ray copy, and I just bought the 4K Blu-ray copy earlier this year. Um, so that's what I watched. So I own multiple, multiple copies of it. I've seen it a bunch. Uh, Asher, we went into the theater to, saw, to see the 30th anniversary of it. We took, I took my son, my oldest son, me and Chops, and, and Ash went and watched it, and uh, that was awesome. He loves it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I love this movie. It's one of my... Favorite movies. There's a handful of movies that I've seen probably 20 or more times. This is there. Star Wars, G.I. Joe the movie, Indian, and, Indian Jones. And Black Snake, Black Snake Moan, right? Black That's Snake it. Moan. Big fan of that. You know, seeing Christina Ricci tied up in rags and chains. It's really my jam, guys. I kind of put it up there. With G.I. Joe the movie and Transformers the movie, it's it's. Really I, you know what's really funny? I was like, I gotta throw out a random movie, and I don't know why that's what I thought of. It's because but I I'm, always bring it up when you bring I'm, up Sam Jackson. I'm kind of happy that I did. Um, he, he also really likes Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh, that is a good one though. Mm-hmm. Um, LBJ, I don't want to s- step on you, but are, 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 were you wrapped up or? I'm good. Okay, uh, okay. So this movie has a budget of. I don't know. I couldn't get an exact figure. It seemed like it was between five and six million dollars, uh, and then it goes on to make five million dollars. So yep. not a success at all. Um, here's a crazy thing: it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes is sixty-two percent, mm-hmm. which is not only seemingly high for this movie, but so much higher than the nine percent that Beverly Hills Cop three got. Uh, and then the audience score is eighty-eight percent. So I mean. You're still doing this this Beverly Hills Cop bit. Yes, this is I, still I, going on. I am doing well. You just outed yourself as not a listener of the podcast, Jobs. Yeah, um, I could only listen for so long before uh, <laughs> I got sick of it. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, no, I will be doing the Beverly Hills Cop three bit until this podcast no longer exists. Right. Um, and even so, then, we might still post stuff in Discord. Even, yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes up in real life too. So, <laughs> man, so you're gonna keep doing that for four more episodes? <laughs> oh, oh man seriously are we on 296 already Whew, the time just flew um but no i was surprised 62 percent is pretty respectable for this 
animated movie about robots, right? Like, yeah. it's a, an emotional roller coaster of a movie, Joe. Well, There's there is so much uh, death and destruction and journeys of of triumph and overcoming great difficulty and and uh, Telescopes, like it's really, it's a really heart wrenching uh, movie. <laughs> Microscopes. Well, Microscopes. Uh, I mean, the movie didn't get reviewed favorably when it came out, but subsequently people have gone back and looked at it, especially after the Michael Bay movies, and have really, I don't want to say dissected it, but uh, it's a it superior a, movie. Given it a second chance. And yeah, I mean, the consensus is this is the best Transformers movie that's ever been released. Well, I mean, and it's to its point when we get into it the cast is is a big reason of that sure yeah honestly the the 62 percent doesn't surprise me too much because you have yeah you have an amazing uh cast of voice actors and actors just lending their voices and doing a really good job the music's great uh the animation's solid yeah the big issue really is the fact the story and some of the dialogue and lines are a little cheesy. Mm -hmm. That's really it. I mean, and like in this era, they didn't take animated movies too seriously, critics. like they Not didn't... kids' movies, no. No. <clears throat> no, even Disney uh, stuff, they didn't really... No, that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Early 90s is when they yeah. started taking it more seriously. Well, Little Mermaid is what really did it. So, so yeah. cram it, Joe. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the top grossing movies of 1986. Um, and this used to be a, a fun segment where I talk about movies. Now I just lament about how long I've been doing the podcast because I, I'm like, 1986? I'm like, we've done maybe one or two movies. Oh, no, let's get into it. Top grossing movies of 1986. Number one is Top Gun, a movie that was covered on this podcast. Number two is Crocodile Dundee. And number three is Platoon. This movie, Transformers the Movie, comes in 99th in the domestic box office for 1986. Other oh. movies that we have covered, surprisingly all in 1986 on this podcast, are number 7, Aliens, number 15, Cobra, number 50, The Delta Force, number 71, Big Trouble in Little China, number 70, Firewalker, and number 98, Highlander. So oh. yes... We've covered that many movies from 1986. This so. is definitely better than Firewalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That movie sucked. Firewalker was bad. Dude, I don't, done, think, we, we I don't did, think we've covered covered one Chuck Norris movie that we thought was good. So. We did two Chuck Norris movies from 1986. <laughs> you just need to cover uh, Dodgeball, and then you're good. And Delta Force is one of my least favorite movies you've ever watched for this podcast. So, oh. um, um, Okay. Uh, cast of this movie, um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny, uh, for regular listeners of the podcast, I went to go click on the cast and I clicked on the cast of Masters of the Universe and I was like, Dolph Lundgren, what voice does he do? Uh, Cox. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess like the big shocker of this, uh, movie is that you got Orson Welles, uh, in his last credited performance as oh, a yeah. uh, Unicron. Not only that, he recorded it five days he finished recording five days before he died like uh go ahead. i was gonna say apparently too uh he was in such bad health that like they they were like we can't use his lines and they just ran his voice through the synthesizer and that's why he sounds a little robotic 
uh, and they were able to use his uh, uh, role after that. But I think it works. Like I think oh, yeah. it works great. Hundred percent. Yes. Um, so also, like I'm just going to talk about the people I know, and then That's I'm fine. sure. Yeah. Uh, Robert Stack, uh, which is I thought was an interesting addition as Ultra Magnus, uh, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, and, and Judd Nelson. Uh, those, th- that's kind of where I'm at. Oh, Eric Idle too. But it's funny with Eric Idle because it's like, if I didn't know that was Eric Idle, like, like, would you ever pick up that that was him doing that no. weird voice? Not me. Because that was run through a, a, a synthesizer as well. His voice was. I have a lot of thoughts about the the the, the junkicons or whatever they are, but I'll, I'll save them for when we get Junkions? there. Okay, sorry. Yes, Junkions. I have a lot of thoughts about them. I heard uh, in the Canadian version, their planet's uh, not junk, it's maple syrup. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, it's maple syrup and broken hockey sticks. Oh, okay. Uh, um, all right, who else do you want to talk about in the in the cast? Uh, I mean, as far as the cast goes, it's the classic, you know, Sunbow Studios a- a- actors. So you've got Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime. Peter Cullen's does... He's they're just in a troop. These guys that voiced kind of everything in the eighties. So like Peter Cullen, Neil Ross, Susan Blue, uh, Frank Welker, who does every voice ever made in everything apparently. Um, Michael Bell, Scatman Crothers is in this as jazz. <laughs> this was his last movie. Also, he died. He died before this was released. Uh, Casey Kasem is the voice of Cliff Jumper. Um. But they're all, they're all um, just that group of guys that recorded for this, for GI Joe, for like Rainbow Bright, for uh, all the cartoons of the '80s. Chris Thundercats. Lotta, Chris Lotta, aka Cobra Commander in Starscream, who is a great voice actor, a great actor as far as like character roles goes, but a world-renowned dick apparently to work with. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Oh yeah, like a big jerk. <laughs> um, any anybody else or? Uh, no. I mean, that's yeah, you know, that's it. I mean, there's like I said, it's it's that whole group of people that have been voicing the characters for forever. All right. Well, let's let's talk about a few net worths. Um, I, 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 you know, like you said, a lot of people are in this movie are passed away. But let's start with Judd Nelson. Uh, what do you guys think of Judd Nelson? He's got that sweet sweet. Breakfast Club money. Chops, what do you think for Judd Nelson? Oh, Judd Nelson, he's got that sweet, sweet appearance on Psych uh, <laughs> money. Um, I'm going to go with uh, $2 million? $2 million. Okay, LPJ, what do you think? He's got that sweet, sweet Jay and Silent Bob strike back money. Um, <laughs> he's going to cornhole some... Uh, who's going to cornhole some... Uh, Inmates, is that what it was? We were going to cornhole us some drunks. I haven't uh, seen that movie in a long time. Uh, I'll go. I'll go five million. Five million. Okay, uh, Craig, what do you think? Well, he's got that sweet, sweet Saint Elmo's fire money. <laughs> uh, I don't know, two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, okay, wow. uh, <laughs> and finally, AJ, what do you think? Uh. He's got that sweet, sweet New Jack City money, I think. <laughs> is he in it? Is he in New Jack City? Sure. Yeah, you know what? Let's say he is. Because I don't know that he's not. So I want to say he was in it. Um, I, did anybody take a clean million yet? Just the one? The single? 
I, I'll just keep it simple and do the the single million, and then I'll hop on my phone now, fact check, and see if he was a uh, if he was in New Jack City or not. Um, I, and I don't think anyone said this, so forgive me if you did. But he's got four million. I feel like everyone was dancing around yeah, it. He's got five, four, yeah. four million. Okay, next good for up, him. Yeah, good for good for Judd Nelson. Uh, next up, Eric Idle. He's got that sweet sweet Monty Python money. Uh, LBJ. Uh, he's got that sweet sweet. Uh, 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 Monty <laughs> Python's Life of Brian money. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll go. How many go? Twenty five million because I think he made a lot of money off the, the Monty Python stuff. Okay, what do you think, Craig? I uh, yeah, he he's got to be loaded, right? I mean he he was in uh, uh, Quest for the Holy Grail. Uh, I'll say uh, fifty million. Okay, what do you think, AJ? I I didn't realize it'd be that much. It might not be. It might not be what we're talking about. Okay. Um, 10? Okay. What do you think, Chops? Well, Eric, I always get that sweet, sweet uh, playing Merlin in Shrek the Third movie. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with a cool, crisp $10 million. $70 million. Jesus. $70 million for Eric Idle. So, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, we got Peter Cullen. He's got that sweet, sweet voicing Optimus Prime money and a lot of shit. Uh, what do you think, Craig, for Peter Cullen? Oh, God. He's got to be loaded. He's done so many voice roles. Uh, $30 million. Okay. What do you think, AJ? 25 What do you think, Chaps? Uh, man, I- I'm going to say like 75. All right. And what do you think, uh, LBJ? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet voice of the narrator on Voltron money. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go 12 million. Six million dollars for Peter oh, Collins. Oh, you guys, you guys are really overshooting what voice actors make. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and then finally, last one, Frank Welker. He's got that sweet, sweet uh, voicing Megatron money. I don't know what else these guys do. Uh, what do you think, uh, AJ, for... Uh, or wait, did I start with AJ last time? I'm okay. so confused. AJ, what do you think for Frank Welker? I'm going to keep it consistent and go 25 again. Okay. What do you think, Chops? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet uh, Shao Kahn in the original Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, so he's got that... Uh, Three million. Okay. Uh, LBJ? He's got that sweet, sweet voice of Curious George money. Uh, I'll go... Jesus. I'll go, I'll go seven million. Uh, and finally, Craig? He's got that sweet, sweet cave of wonders from Aladdin uh, money. <laughs> uh, nice. 50 million. Ten million dollars for Frank Welker. Ten million. So. Dude, he, he was busy. He was in a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Much stuff. oh, yeah. So much stuff. Oh, yeah. And also... J- Judd Nelson was um you guys remember like Ice T was like the guy um the law enforcement guy and he was upset because like his mom died like Nino Brown like Wesley Snipes um so Ice T was like the guy in law enforcement that was uh-huh. trying to take him out J- Judd Nelson was his partner so uh, Judd Nelson was the other law enforcement guy in New Jack City oh, oh. So, so I did fat jacket and uh, he he was in there full confession I've never seen New Jack City but maybe now I will. You know, uh, wait, hold on, you know who we missed, guys? 
John Moshita Robert Jr. Robert Stack we missed. Robert, well, Robert Stack's dead, so I didn't. Yeah. Um, but John Moshita Jr. is the voice of Blur. He's also the Micro Machines guy. He does deserve a shout out. Shout out to the Micro, micro Machines guy. Dude, um, can I ask a question about Robert Stack? Sure. Would, would he have done better like for acting stuff or as the Unsolved Mysteries guy? Oh, he made a ton of money from Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I didn't even know that he did that stuff besides uh, Unsolved Mysteries, to be honest with you. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, he has that sweet, sweet basketball money. <laughs> right, he he was Elliot Ness. <laughs> yeah, he was Elliot Ness, yeah. Um, okay, uh, LBJ, you want to talk about director, writer, that kind of jazz? Uh, yeah, just more about the production of the movie in general. Um, but it's directed by Nelson, Nelson Shin, who was... Um, like a writer and director on the series itself. Same thing with Ron Friedman. He wrote a lot of G.I. Joe episodes, Transformers, Marvel Action Hour. He wrote, he's just a, he's just a cartoon writer. Um, they just got a bigger, bigger budget actually. And just had a, and had a better, had a, an easier time, not an easier time, but had more leeway as far as making the script goes. Um, Nelson Shin also is the president of Acom Productions, which is the which is the animation Rapper? house. No, not Acon. Uh, which is the animation house that eventually took over producing uh, all the cartoons for all the episodes of uh, Transformers from Sunbow after they switched over from Sunbow. Um, yeah, that's about it. As far as those guys go, they went on to do other, you know, other productions of cartoons. Can I ask a question? Uh-huh. So, like, and kind of, like, going into the movie, so let's say, like, Gem 1 would have been, like, a series, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The okay. original so series like- from, like, 84 to 89, I think, 88. So, like, probably dumb questions. People would have watched the series on TV, mm-hmm. fell in love with it. People are buying the figures. It's a huge deal. And then do they pivot, and they're like, we're going to make a movie? And then no. it's immediately theatrical run. Here's the crazy thing. The movie was in development before they even started working on the second season of Transformers. So there's a lot of characters in the movie that that don't appear in the movie that have huge roles in the second season of Transformers, but you never even see them in the movie because they were never written into the script because they didn't exist at the time that the script was written and the movie was being made. So the movie was being made at the same time as the second season of Transformers was, but because the script was already locked in because they had to have it done for the animation, they couldn't add all these other characters like the Stunticons or the aerial bots or even some of the later, um, the later like regular car transformers like hoist and, uh, and, um, uh, like like Blue Streak and, and Silver Streak, um, they they weren't even in the movie because they didn't really exist until the second season. Yep, that's it. That was my <laughs> thought, guys. Uh, um, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So so the music. I mean, obviously, the soundtrack for this. It's, yeah. I, like iconic, I would say, right? Like it is. It's, it's underrated. And it has no reason to be as good as it is. Well, you, 100%. You, you open the episode with that that take on the Transformers theme, which yeah. is just real so good. Dude, but I would rips. ask. It rips. It it's rips. so good. But I would it, ask uh, this. It slaps is what I would, I would say. I would ask this, though. Is that version of the Transformers theme 
better than the opening song of G.I. Joe the movie. Oh god, oh, I don't know. I had to put the two up against each if, other. If you were if you were doing one of your famous Legends of Retro brackets with those songs mm. in there, we might need to post that on Discord. Think I might need local. to hear the G.I. Joe theme real quick. Uh no, think I'm not, about, not here. No? Ah, dang it. Think of an emoji for each one and we'll have people vote in our, in I, our uh, Discord channel. I, I think that if you're comparing soundtracks of the movies, Transformers wins. But if you're comparing just that opening theme, yeah. I think G.I. Joe might win that. Yeah, I think so. Let us let us know in the Discord, I mean, how you feel about it. I think I would edge toward uh, the G.I. Joe one. But this Transformers one, truth be told, when I was finishing up my notes uh, tonight before the record, I had it on, like, repeat and listened to it, like, six times in a row. It's so good. So, <laughs> so um, but anyways, what what are you going to play, uh, LBJ? Well, first I want to talk about the soundtrack and kind of what where it came from. Okay. Um, so it's written by the the score was written by Vince Nicola. He's the one that kind of arranged not only the not only the score but also the kind of the construction of uh, the soundtrack itself. So what songs were going to be there? Um, so Vince Nicola is famous because he wrote the Rocky Four soundtrack, and so obviously this is a lower budget movie. And they just kind of had Vince DiCola on retainer, I guess, or something. And they said, hey, Vince, can you write some songs for this? He's like, well, I got this stuff left over from Rocky Four we didn't use. Uh, <laughs> so that's what they used. So uh, uh, they a lot of the music in this is stuff that was going to be in Rocky Four that they just cut or parts of other Rocky Four songs that they just kind of truncated because they didn't need the whole thing for the for the Rocky Four movie. Um Kind of the big song that came out of this was um, "The Touch," uh, which was written uh, written by Stan Bush and performed by Stan Bush. That was a song that was originally written for the Sylvester Stallone movie Cobra. That they just had laying around. It didn't fit Cobra. They're like, "Well, let's throw it in here. We've got it. It's been paid for. Let's just I, I use this." I can't imagine that song in Cobra. Oh no! There's no way it would make any sense. There's no way. And then the rest of this track soundtrack that's on here is uh, the studio had a deal with Scotty Brothers Records. And so a lot of the stuff that's on here are just Scotty Brothers recording artists. Um, Weird Al. Weird Al is on here. There's one band that's credited uh, as uh, Spectre General. It's actually the band... um, uh, kick axe kick axe yeah they just couldn't use the name kick axe on the album they thought it was too suggestive so without telling the band they changed the name on the credit uh but Bastard. it's actually just the band kick axe and it's some of the and the songs actually ended up appearing on their subsequent albums um but what we're gonna play is first we're gonna play uh which one is this this is uh dare i think I, I have them labeled here, but they're not. They're labeled out of order. Yeah, this is there. Yeah. We're gonna play Dare first. This is the one. Uh, Always bringing you quality quality podcasting at the last quality second. Podcasting. Podcast. Here we go. I think I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play Dare. I couldn't figure. They're both labeled incorrectly. Here we go. Dare.
yeah, there's no reason a song that good should be in this movie. <laughs> right? Like, it's just so good. It's like a... Like, and I don't do this. It's a good workout song. <laughs> it, it really is. It's, I mean, it, 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 it's like like the best... I don't know. Like, when you... If you wanted to capture the essence of the 80s in a bottle via a song, this is that song. It's high praise. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then, so good. And then, like I said, the other big song that came out of this is uh, The Touch, which has appeared in a bunch of different movies and things. Uh, and we will play it now. You got the touch. You got the power. would like to uh, regale you guys with the taglines for the Transformers the movie. Um, the first one, a monster planet destroys everything in its path while Optimus Prime and Megatron battle to the death. Is that really a tagline? I don't know. I guess so. Um, next one. It is the year 2005 and a new evil threatens the galaxy in the most incredible adventure you've ever seen. All right. Next one. Two years in the making. An incredible adventure and spectacular widescreen animation. All right. Next one. It's an incredible adventure that will shock and surprise you. Don't miss it. <laughs> Any of these grabbing you guys? Next one. Uh, I, I was going to say, the honestly, my favorite is uh, from the, the commercial where the narrator hypes it up more than anything you've ever heard by saying, beyond good. Beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. Yeah, that is the last one on this list. <laughs> yes. Um, it, this and this is the only other one we haven't mentioned. And this one, I, I'm not sure. It says escape into fantasy this summer, into the incredible rock and roll adventure. <laughs> I look. There's a lot of rock and roll in this. I will yeah, say this: fair. as far as the movie goes, like soundtrack wise. Uh, every single battle scene is set to some kind of song. Like, there's no at no point is there a lull in the music. It's constant throughout this entire movie. Yeah, yeah. 
that's true. I mean, the soundtrack. Um, what are we saying? Uh, uh, chops. It slaps. That's the correct terminology. Oh yeah, it's a bop. <laughs> okay. I was informed last episode that we don't have any young listeners. <laughs> we don't, guys. I hate to bring it to you. Listen, I'll bring all the slang that you need. I, but I just, I said that I meant younger listeners by like younger than me and LBJ's old asses. That's gotta, all I meant. <laughs> you just gotta work on your riz, man. You gotta work on your riz. Is that? You know what? I'll work on that. That's Gucci, right? That's right. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, you are the oldest one on this call. That's fair. <laughs> um, okay, so what? Um, uh, within reason, <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, before... you had some general Transformers questions. Did you want to ask those? Well, I mean, they're kind of built into my All my right, we'll, notes. We'll, do that. we'll wait then. We'll wait. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask general I... Transformers questions? One hundred percent. So, so let's say before we get into the synopsis and stuff, if I told you guys that I was confused and didn't really understand what was going on, mm-hmm. and let's say like um, maybe there's a word like Energon or there's a word <laughs> like the, the Matrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of leadership. And there's like different like groups of robots or yeah, Transformers, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not sure like what their relationships are. And then like there's a human and then there's like another human much later in the film. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are these guys? So like, how do they fit into it? You know? Yep. So let's say I was confused. Would <laughs> you guys say that that is understandable for somebody that's coming in blind to it? Do you guys think yes. that the film is accessible? Um, maybe that's a word. Do you guys feel you. like coming in blind, it should be more accessible than that? Or is it understandable to you guys that I might've been a little bit lost on it? This no, I think, and I'm sure LBJ led this, but I think it's completely acceptable. This movie is not not accessible at all to anyone just going into it. It assumes that you have a lot of baseline knowledge about the Transformers, um, and, and maybe that's why this movie was very unsuccessful at the box office because it's not something that you could have just. I mean, like you do in order to have a somewhat understanding of this film, you have to have a baseline knowledge, and I have like baseline slightly above knowledge of Transformers. Even I was confused by a lot of stuff going on in this movie. So I I think that uh uh you know if you if you're given a, a quick synopsis that you know Autobots fight Decepticons, they're battling, you know, with Energon as basically like the currency, you know, this power source that they want to, you know, uh obtain. I, I think that it becomes understandable enough, but really all you need to know going into this movie is that it is the longest toy commercial you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it's about it. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, just to provide a bit of background, oh boy. The, the original <laughs> series, the whole conceit of the original series is you've got two warring factions, Autobots, good guys, Decepticons, bad guys. They come from the planet Cybertron. Cybertron is dying. It's running out of energy because the war has raged on for so long. They've killed the planet, essentially. Mm. So they are, the Autobots are escaping, Decepticons are following them, they crash land on Earth, they sit inert for millions of years, millions. reawaken, millions of years, yeah, they sit inert for millions of years, they reawaken in 1985, um, the war kind of starts up again between those two factions that are there on Earth, and the goal is, whatever group can collect the most Energon and get it back to Cybertron, will be able to take the planet back over and, and rule their race. That's essentially what it is. 
I and appreciate then, that. Yep. And then this movie takes place 20 years after the last episode of season two of Transformers. Um, the, um, is, is it Grimlock and he kind of looks like a T-Rex? Yep. And he says things like me, Grimlock? Yep. <laughs> what group of Transformers <laughs> or robots does he fit into? He's an Autobot, but... He's he an was, Autobot. He's a good he guy. He was created on Earth by uh, one of the Transformers that you, you see die in the movie. Okay. And then um, the Triceratops one, what, what, what was their name? Uh, that's uh, the Triceratops. Snarl? The Snarl, yeah. They're all okay. part of... They're the Dinobots. They're kind of a subgroup okay. within the Autobots. Dinobots Kinda. subgroup under Autobots. Yep. Kind of like the all the construction vehicles formed their own robot, and they were the Constructicons. They basically, because you have to think of it like a toy commercial. Each auto, like each faction, has their own like little groups that have their own vehicles and toys, and you know it's basically a way of selling more product. Yep, that's the reason why the tape the tape deck guy had a bunch of tapes that popped out of his chest. Mm. So it's it's just all kind of they have their own little mini group within the larger group. Okay. Think of it like wrestling factions. So you've got like AEW, and then you've also got like, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club. You've got the best friends. You've got, you know, all the different factions within it. Yeah. And um, in like in a certain scene in the film, and maybe there was like a glowing thing that came out of one of the Transformers and one of the robots. Mm-hmm. Like, would that be the Energon stuff, or is that something different that came out of that? That's that's uh, something came out that of was, that character. Yeah, that's something that was introduced in this movie. That's the that's the Matrix of leadership. Oh, that's the Matrix. Yeah. So the fact that you were okay. confused by it doesn't bode well for the movie because this is where they introduced it. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for getting me up to speed. I feel much better now. Yep. Done. Not a problem. The Transformers will return after these messages. Hey everyone, this is LPJ. As I'm sure you've guessed, this episode went a little long. So instead of trying to cram it all into one episode, I decided we were having so much fun and this movie's so great that why not make it two weeks long? So uh, we got the first part this week and, uh, and stay tuned for part two of Transformers, the animated movie. We'll see you next time.